Hey, this is Wanderlust Sen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack on your next trip. Today, we're going to talk about one of the ways that you can get paid to travel <laughs> with my dear friend, Katharina. Hi, everyone. And if we can convince him to come back in the future, a new co-host at large to add to our roster, Roger. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. And uh, so today is the first of hopefully a couple of podcasts. We're not going to do of them all sequentially, but about how to get how to travel around the world and get paid to do it. It's too. It sounds like heaven. Yeah. Until you actually do it sometimes. <laughs> right. It's totally different from vacation. Yes, it's very very different from vacation. So, um, and one of these days I'll have to get into what I've done to do that yeah, as well. Yeah. And so um, we'll let you in on the our secrets in the. F- couple of minutes right after our short sponsor break meet us in paris is sponsored by the university of california irvine division of continuing education do you have an educational goal at uci dce we're here to help with over 60 certificate programs available we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals and we can help you reach yours too you can find us at ce.uci.edu dream big Take risks. Be amazing. So today we want to talk about teaching English as a foreign language. And, and is this correct? Yeah, okay. that's right. Sometimes also called TEFL for short. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It's confusing because they often think it's that TOEFL test, yeah. right? Which is that huge uh, international college aptitude oh. exam to get into university. So right. I often have to like speak a paragraph, right? Catherine yeah. and I really yeah. used to <laughs> try to explain it to people who didn't know. But also, I mean, making money abroad or, or traveling abroad, I find that they're, teaching English is the funnest, I think. But there's like being a masseuse. Have you ever thought about that? Or a cook or a chef. Yeah. Those are also really good abroad jobs. And then I, I read up on something called um, being an au pair, you know, mm-hmm. someone taking yeah. care of kids because yeah. yeah. you speak English and then you kind of. So those are really good jobs, too. But I only know the stuff about teaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and barely. <laughs> well, now you can tell why I wanted uh, my good friend Roger to be on this podcast, not oh, only because so of his expertise, because he's a man of the world with a lot of these great stories <laughs> and experiences. Yeah. And I also worked with Roger in the past, and he has years of experience teaching abroad and now teaches others on how to teach English as a foreign language. Here in the United States. Yeah. 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 Uh, but before that, Roger, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and where you have been? Sure. You know, I'm a teacher, so I have uh, I do that most of the time. But uh, in at UCR Irvine here, I, um, I help design language training programs. Uh, I, I love the blank page so that someone gives me a task and, a, and some constraints, and then I'll put together a training program, a language training program. So I train teachers how to teach English. Uh, I help run a, a certificate program here at UCI, um, and, which is really fun. And which is the University of California, Irvine. Thank you very much. <laughs> All these acronyms today, it's going to be crazy. Um, but that, that's what I do. But at night, I'm a mad scientist. I'm kind of interested in almost everything. And so uh, anything you talk about, uh, sort of travel, is like a new set of everything. And so when I go abroad, it's just a big, uh, wonderful kind of buffet of the brain for me. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So... um I mean, this is the, actually the the what reason why we wanted to have you on was specifically kind of talking about oh, yeah. teaching abroad, sure. and maybe some of your experiences. And would you suggest it to other people sure. as a good way to travel? Or you know, you also mentioned the fact that yeah. it's like, well, working while traveling is very different. Yeah, it's maybe actually the pros and cons. Also, sure. and maybe it's been. not like fit for every person right. to actually do it. Like, what kind of personality or. What yeah. should people expect when they do teach abroad? And and we're, before, yeah. which places have you taught abroad as well? Sure. So many questions so many for you, Roger. <laughs> I mean, I wish I wrote these all down in you order, know. but you, well, uh, go. Yeah, my undergrad was uh, Mandarin, Asian Studies, so I did a lot of NGO, which is non-government organization, like, you know, volunteer work in Asia, Central Asia. And so uh, all the major countries you can think of I've been. 
Uh, one point, uh, maybe you guys can ask me later, is I was in, in, in Tiananmen in 1989. Oh, we were talking about yeah, there, so I, that. I, 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 I was um, there at that time, and that was crazy. I was there the year before. I didn't see you. Uh, yeah, the I'm year before. Missed you. Yeah. You didn't wave. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so a lot of different countries, I may all bring up some of those places. I do not like to be super country-specific in my stories because I don't like <laughs> to create stereotypes. I mean, there's there's it's easy to think oh people are like this because of that people are like that because of this one of the first things you should think about if you want to teach abroad or work abroad I think is flexibility Mm -hmm. you really have to have an intense desire to be flexible um, the Japanese call it gamman, which means patience. It's sort mm-hmm. of like the the attitude of getting from point to point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're traveling to commute or anything like that, they just allow f- for things to happen and they they wait their turn to get by and through. And it's fantastic. It's very peaceful. So the idea is to be flexible. I, I want to mention a book right now before we before I forget. There's okay. a book called Kiss, Bow, and Shake Hands, which is a book that we I've often heard of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by Roger Axtell, not me. And it really basically (laughs) goes through... No, I'm sorry. That's that's the wrong book. So, Do's and Taboos is by Roger Axtell. But the Kiss, Bow, and Shake Hands book, um, we'll put in the show notes, the author. It just slipped my mind because it's a very, very thick volume. But it goes through all these different countries and, like, the things you... How to behave, business, in in business, and Mm -hmm. and also cultural background. What's really cool about this book is that uh, I, I, tr- I printed out some chapters for my classes. So I had a few students from different countries. So I printed out each country's chapters for the students to look over and review and tell me if they were, you know, uh, it, good or not. And then the next day, uh, one of my students walked up to me and said, Roger. <laughs> and I said, what's going on? He goes, this is why America is so powerful. Oh. They know so much about us already. Oh so it was really crazy. Um, Terry Morrison. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, Terry Morrison. Yeah, she edited there and compiled all that together. It's fantastic. It's thick. But, you know, you pick your countries that you're interested in and read it up. It's really great stuff. Yeah. So, And some of the things that we're talking about is, like, for example, when you're in Japan and you're passing a business card. Oh, yes. You always pass a business card with two hands. You hold it oh, yes. between mm. your forefinger and your thumb, but you hold it with two hands and you pass it that way. You never pass off a card with one hand. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's these little cultural issues yeah. that makes, um, when you go to another country, and this is how you act. Exactly. And you're not supposed to put the business card in your pocket. Right, you're right. supposed to hold it or like place it in front of you. You got it, Katharina. Katharina's met a lot of our uh, different people we've had to work mm-hmm. with in different BO- board of educations and, and things yeah. like that. You definitely don't put it in your back pocket. Oh, that's the no. worst. <laughs> yeah. oh, don't write on it either. Don't sit on it. Yeah. Don't write Ooh, on it. Ooh, like that one I didn't know. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, well, the, the card protocol in Japan it's very easy to learn and once you learn it you you look you like a pro <laughs> and you look great if that's right. the key in Korea just a general rule two hands for everything like when you hand things to them or when you receive things use two hands and a little bit of a bow like a little little yeah. bow when receiving or giving and that goes a long way and it just goes with the idea that you know when you're flexible you want to know about that country and mm-hmm. if you learn a little bit of what you said uh, Zen about like learning these little tricks, uh, these little things that they do normally, and you learn that, it communicates love, actually. Mm-hmm. It right. communicates that you care, right. and then they're willing to do more for you because they like you. And right. when you're liked, people will do stuff for you. Yeah. I just found that to be true. I learned that from a, a cartoon somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I'm, I have, to, of all the things I'm totally inept at, there's a couple of things that are like uh, watching sports, right. and the other one is languages. Yeah, I'd like love to travel, but I find that just saying a few words, like or learning how to use, like when I'm in France, just saying bonjour <clears throat> before you address anybody goes an incredibly long way. And these right. are yeah, so right. But That's, this is for all countries, sounds like. It's true. I mean, your attitude. The kiss, bow, or shake hands. Right, yeah. right, right. And uh, Catherine, I mean, you've traveled. You've been to yeah. different countries. And in Poland, I mean, if I wanted to kind of make your family feel more at, at ease if I came to your home uh, to like a, to visit, or what would I do? What would Zen and I need to do to make your parents go, wow, those are good boys. Those are really good guys. <laughs> you have to bring flowers. Okay. Any kinds of flowers? Any kind of flowers. Okay. Appreciate it. And sometimes anything for the table. Okay. So so like an appetizer, appetizer or, or a dessert. fruit or, yeah. or dessert or dessert. something. Okay. Um, How yeah, about drinks? Not, not really? Um, not so much. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, depending on if if you know your company, if they like to drink, then always oh, a nice right. bottle of wine or whiskey. Oh, right on. Okay. So, yeah. And then we're not, Polish people aren't huggers. Oh, okay. So you don't want to hug them right. unless they want to hug you. Right. So California jeans have to turn off. Yeah. So it's more just like shake, shaking hands okay. in the beginning. The Italian, you know, kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once after the goodbyes are longer, it's like hugs and kisses on the cheek and... That's when they, they accept you. That's when they accept you. Yeah. Right? When you're first more now formal. like uh, Ewoks, now part of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I, th- I think this kind of bleeds into the second idea or the third idea. I don't know which ideas we're on, but the the idea of um, so we talked about first. What was it that we talked about? Uh, being flexible. Mm-hmm. And number two is just the general sense of love mm-hmm. or the general sense that you should try to think about how you can serve that country. Yeah. And, and just other, show your respect exactly. to other country. Exactly. Don't try to push your own kind of ways already. Agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Agenda, just kind of not like mold completely, but just be respectful and yeah. like try right. it out. And yeah. then obviously you are who you are, but... Totally. I totally agree. <laughs> and uh, another kind of trick is just get to know somebody from that country here. So let's say if I'm going to Poland or if I'm going to Taiwan, I mean, have a friend or someone you may know that and then have a coffee with them and say, hey, you know, if I want to do this, what should I do? Or what, you know, if you're not familiar with that country and if you really don't know, then <coughs> find somebody that is from that country and and just be a detective. Find yeah. out more about that. And yeah. if you can find somebody in that country that you know, that that's also really great yeah. to help you out through that. And also to learn like what differences are in that country so mm-hmm. you don't get complete culture shock. Right. Like if you go to one country, they're more, let's say, collectivist, so they all stand really close together. Right. And then here in the U.S., it's like everyone mm-hmm. wants their own space, like don't come near me. So it's like different things like that you right. find out about. I have a great story about that. So we were landing in, um, I think it's in, my wife is a Caucasian and we're going to Taiwan and we're getting off the plane. And of course they have a different type of culture when you're getting on a going on a train or whatever everyone just kind of crowds and pushes on and off Hong Kong. Actually I was going to Hong Kong and, but Taiwan's very similar. And, you know, we're there and just like we're constantly being jostled and it's just like it's the normal yeah. day, right. everyday, everyday thing. Right. And the whole time we're there, not a problem. As we're getting off the plane coming into the United States and we're getting <laughs> jostled and she's like, son of a gun, why are these people all jostling me? It's like, give me some space. I'm like, you know, we've been in Asia now for the last two weeks, and I've never heard you say right. anything. And she goes, that's a different culture. Yeah. This is the United States. Get out of my way. <laughs> I mean, it's like, keep, give me my, my own personal right. space. And it's yeah. just like, culturally, it's just like, it. you know, it's different, you know? Yeah. You have to really learn how to switch gears fast. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the things, once you're in the country, you can start doing that. But, you know, you get used yeah. to it. Yes, I had... Maybe I was a little bit too harsh, but I was in line for Starbucks. This was a while ago. And there was someone standing behind me who wasn't from here and who's from more of the collectivist country. And they were hovering right above me uh-huh. in mm-hmm. the line. Right. And I just turned around. And I'm like, hey, can you please give me some personal space? Like, I tried to stay in the nicest way uh-huh. so that they, like, kind of know where they are. Like, you right. can't just was hover. It, that was here. That was okay. here. Yeah, sure. Not in there. So, not in, you're not in there. No, no. Was, no. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty much touching, like, bodies. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is not okay. Like, there's so much room here. I right. wonder if there's a good, like, if we could offer, like, a free class to, like, how to behave in yeah. those kinds of ways for, like, folks that visit. Because, you know, a lot of people from around the world visit here. And yeah. Probably some want to know how to behave. You don't actually... Um, they might not get a nice person like me and someone else can right. you know, yell their head off. What are you Which touching me? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> negative. I had heard that the, um, the Chinese, now that so many Chinese have become more affluent, Chinese are now traveling more across yeah. the, around the world. Right. And they've actually, as a the government has, hey, you know, as you're traveling around the world, you're representing China. Yeah, right. And be aware yeah. what we do here is very different than what you do over there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was young in the 70s, there's this kind of this um, thought of the ugly American. Right. You know, it's just like everything. Well, in the United States, our cards are bigger. You know, like they're, <laughs> right, in, another, right. you know, they're in another country always grousing. And, you know, I've heard that cultural shift for other countries. Now Americans have traveled for, you know, another 40 to 50 years. That's not as common. But I've heard some of that angst go towards other cultures 
um, right. that are newer to traveling. And so that's why um, they have these types of government, you know, tra- trainings. So, yeah, yeah well, the government would be culturally good. sensitive. But I mean, if we offered a really fun class with food and Ooh. then like Katharina can run it. Yeah, she's kind. And so that would be really be great. We can, you know. I could get that book a chapter a day where you're going to this country or you're in the U.S. This is what you should do. And can we watch Anthony Bourdain the whole time? Yes, I, in I the background. It. Yeah, because, I mean, he talks, teaches you about cultures through the food, too. Right. So. Oh, man, food. Uh, totally different subject. But uh, getting back to, like, being successful abroad and being a, a teaching professional, um, you probably heard when you mentioned ugly Americans, and I was thinking, well, there's the ugly American teacher as well. And mm. that's the person. That pretty much says, uh, I, I I have teeth so I can be a good dentist. Oh no! Uh, it's sort of like I teach, I speak English so I can be a good teacher. Oh no! And so, oh. so I and uh, the, the 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 but that's one attitude. The other attitude is that uh, they ex- they they think that just because of who they are, they're going to get really good gigs. They're going to get good jobs, good salary. People are going to treat them like princes or princesses, and um, that may happen actually in some places because there's so, some places are so desperate for a good uh, or any kind of language yeah. teacher but the problem is you you just just give off such the f- most foulest odor you know in <laughs> terms of uh, you know who you are and also who you represent which countries you represent right yeah, that's not so good. yeah our our programs here we we work on uh, really developing that sensitivity that that idea that we are serving that other culture that we are actually there to to help that other culture get um, learn some English but that we're no better than them right and that is huge now one way to do that is another tip is be really good at what you do like if you're an English teacher get some training Um, be good at explaining stuff learn how to explain things those are things that I would work on and whether it is through a formal training program like we offer here or through watching good YouTube videos <laughs> on how to teach now if you don't know which one are, which ones are good that's a problem there are some good <laughs> books out there there's another really good book I want to mention real quick this book is called um, More Than a Native Speaker by Don Snow it's not that expensive and it's fantastic it's, it's written for folks that are not too clear understanding about how to teach abroad and culturally and professionally. This book is a great book to have in your, in your library as well. Nice. Yeah. Can you talk about, um, I mean, you've mentioned that you've taught in half a dozen to a dozen different countries. Can you, you know, um, I used to open up franchises in North America. Right. And I got, now this is interesting because I, in North America, English speaking. Right. But there's, when I was traveling, there's this sense of isolation sure. and being by yourself. Oh, yeah. um, even because you're going somewhere else, you don't know anybody. Could you talk about yeah. those types of things, um, your experiences going abroad and how you deal with working in another country? Sure, sure. One of the stints I had was a month long. It was pretty long for me. And, uh, I worked about 12 hours a day, even though I don't do that normally here. But because I was isolated, didn't have a lot of friends, didn't have a lot of contacts, I felt like, oh, well, I'll just go back into the office and print out some more copies. (laughs) You know, (laughs) do something. And and that was hard. And that would not work long term. That's not sustainable. So, again, my my point that make a friend or uh, here's here's another tip. Uh, I when I travel, no matter what it is, it, but professionally, recently, it's it's this rule I have. Every day, I want to have a meaningful conversation with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long, but it has to be meaningful. And so, I work on trying to think about how can I have a good conversation with somebody who's not like myself in another country, and then those can build into friendships or relationships, acquaintances. These are people that can help you. Um, provide some, uh, you know, advice or give you a little help or even say, hey, you know what? Um, my friends and I are going here. You want to join us? That's when you're not isolated anymore. That's right. when you start to have those relationships and contacts, which are really, I think, key to yeah. being professionally successful abroad uh, okay. in teaching. Um, a case in point, um, I got to share this one. It's a, it's a, there's, I'm a kind of nerd about video games and <laughs> One of my contacts uh, said, you know, I know this friend who can get us into a cafe that, oh. that nobody knows about. I mean, nobody knows where it is because b- people have been trying to find it for years. It's it's a Nintendo kind of fan where, cafe in, in Tokyo, in Japan. Uh, okay. in Japan. And she, she said, uh, can you, um, you know, would you like to go? And I said, oh, yes, I would like to go. And she goes, but I can't tell you where it is. You're just going to have to, like, 
not Did pay attention. Did she have to blindfold you? I, I made those jokes about that, but yeah. being blindfolded... No, 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 no. These days, they just put a bag over your head. Okay, right. okay, no. got, it, got it. I mean, I'm pretty blind myself without glasses. So, so they just, just take, take off my glasses. But no, I didn't have to do that. I'm such bad with directions, you know, oh. that I can't find anything anywhere. Oh, so, so I went, we went. It was such the... I mean... It was a fantastic experience, and the reason why I was able to be in that place that, you know, locals haven't found for years is because of a relationship that I had built. Right. So that's what I'm talking about, is when you build good relationships and you're kind and you're professional and dress. Have you, have, what about dress? I mean, when you had to work uh, in the States, you know, different opening up different franchises, did you have to dress up a little bit or were you, were you all kind of you know, casual? It, it's kind of funny. As a corporate policy at the time, we always wore suits and ties. Right. However, um, it... You know, like there's certain parts of the United States that you just can't do that. Yeah. So it's funny. I was actually um, sent to Las Vegas to work, and we landed on the tarmac, and it was 114 degrees. Right. Yeah. And you know we're trying to follow protocol, and you know we kept the jackets on and all that. And we got to the um, we actually got to the local franchise owners, and the franchise owners just looked at us like, take those off. Pointed, take. <laughs> them off right <laughs> and it's just like this That's you good. cannot and and of course we complied you know right, the yeah. thing is, but the thing is like you know it, nothing makes you look more ridiculous or no one wants to work with you it's just like if you don't want to right. blend in you know yeah. when in rome yes you know, that is huge and it's not just the professional stuff like yeah. as a teacher definitely dress really well i would i mean that really distinguishes you and it's very superficial really mm-hmm. but it really goes a long way yeah. in especially in 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 teaching positions the other thing is don't look like a tourist so yeah. for example <laughs> if a country has a pol- kind of the typical people don't wear cutoffs and tank tops and flip flops i was mentioning earlier yeah. in another podcast i avoid wearing blue jeans and I avo- like what what do americans what are americans mostly known for wear ball caps or blue jeans and tennis shoes right you know and probably being untucked and so right. it's like okay when i'm somewhere else i try to dress a little, i always bring my collared shirt yes. it might be a polo yes you know i tend to wear you know green jeans and like some other jeans that are yes. just and then i'll wear um like somewhat dress shoes that with a walking sole right <laughs> there is some really great yeah. uh Dressy but travel friendly uh, slacks and chinos. Yes, you can wear that exactly. are wrinkle free, mm-hmm. cheap. You yeah. know, yeah. you can buy them at Costco. So yeah. uh, don't try to. I mean, you don't actively try to look like a local, but don't actively try to look like an American either. Right. Well, you'll never look like <laughs> a local. I will, yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, maybe I might be able to look a little bit like a local in Poland, right, Katrina? But <laughs> not not necessarily uh, a, a local in like Japan. other places, Japan, Asia. Yeah. Well, when I'm in Asia, and the funny thing is, when I'm in Asia, the thing is, I'm never mistaken for being a local. Well, you, you got know? you got a nice uh, head of hair there with a ponytail. Well, well, when I had shorter hair, but just between, I don't know. It's just somehow the way you hold yourself, you look yeah. different and. No matter what, it's very, it's like so. When I do, when they spark speak Chinese to me, I, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I did it finally, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so anyhow, it's funny, yeah, yeah, that's great. I think um, uh, since you've been asking about like other tips that that are not really necessarily mentioned, I've looked at different things. Is is coming up with a system where you can collect information and a system where you can reflect on that information. Mm-hmm. Because everything is so new, like let's say you find a really great restaurant, but then since when have you found it again? You know, you've gone there once and now you can never find it again because you didn't write down where it is <laughs> or you can get the business card and so on. So just w- ways of collecting data and ways of capturing that and also reflecting on it. And some people use blogs, right? Mm-hmm. If you're d- travel blogs. I've never done it myself, but, um, you know, yeah. travel blogs people are really fun. That, yeah. yeah. You know what? I used to, um, now you can do it with something like Yelp, but the thing is you check in. Yeah. You know, so you just, you're not, you don't have to write a review, just check in. I used to use Foursquare. Mm. And then that way I had like a whole list of all yeah. the places I've ever been. It's mm-hmm. just like check in, check in, check in. It's organize it. Yeah. And then you can look through your history. It's like, oh, I was there, there, yeah. there, there. Right. So What yeah. I do, I use Google Maps mm-hmm. and yeah. then you can flag F- a place, mm-hmm. yeah. like favorites. I want to go here again or like this is for food. So you can categorize it and you could add like little notes too right. to remember. So that's pretty helpful. Yeah, I've done that too uh, when I was traveling, and then I tried to get somewhere here, and it was like forty-five 
100 miles i'm like oh, oh wait 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 that's not the right place yeah, you know the same yeah but yeah those are good whatever your system is i mean but come up with a system yeah. i think that's the key so so, yeah. so when you were at your peak of yeah. traveling right. and um teaching abroad uh-huh. how many weeks of the year would you be abroad would you think oh, no, like at it, your peak right i think it was more cyclical because i did it a lot while i was a student too so it would be more like on the uh uh, it would be summers, a lot of summers, and mm-hmm. then it would then shift to like whenever. Because when I, working here, uh, I've been I've been asked to go on short uh, bro- uh, stints abroad to mm-hmm. do do like I wouldn't call them like campaigns of work where it was very long. But I did a lot of professional training for others, so training uh, other professors or other teachers, um, and doing and, and doing things like that. And those are shorter. Um, I would say in the even in the last what seven years, Katharina, it was sort of like that. We, I was going mm-hmm. to, tr- I was traveling like twice, yeah. three times a year, sometimes four times a year in that mm-hmm. seven year period, um, and it kind of connected with uh, the programs that we were connected to uh, and the and the training programs that we had mm-hmm. had relationships with. So, yeah. so did you have a daily goal? I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but right. like wherever I travel, um, th- this was. The, this was how I did it back in the day because this is w- before internet was readily uh, accessible. I would go go to my hotel room, unpack the suitcase or whatever, right. and then I open up the drawer and I would. Um, they used to have like a book and it's oh, yeah. like local. Uh, oh, they yeah, would yeah. have like a local like oh, interest map. Like yeah, the, like, like an interest map, and I would look at this like I need to go to these places before my two weeks are done right, right, because right. I want to see everywhere I've ever been. In the whole world, there's some reason, there's some charm, there's a reason why so many people live in those right, areas. Right, right. <laughs> and so I would actually try to go find out and learn about, you know, whether I was in um, middle of Pennsylvania, it's like, oh, this was a coal mining town. Right, right. Or if I'm in Japan, this do you, do you have kind of similar goals or do yeah. you? Um, I, I am... Uh I also like in my spare time I like to write so uh, I am fascinated with backstory and fascinated with setting and mm-hmm. fascinated with uh, history so when I go to a place I do when I the more time I have the more I do but it's I try to get a layout of the history I try to find out a little bit about the cultural like recent uh, current events uh, I have uh, a, an app where I can capture certain current events from a certain country that I can those those articles surface faster and I can read those quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I can be in a conversation with uh, the director of um, all of foreign education uh, in a certain city. And he, he, I would mention, oh, and isn't it true in a couple of weeks you have a voting thing on, on whether you're mm-hmm. going to this and that? And they're like, wow, how do you know that? And it wasn't really to show off, but it was right. really just to show them I'm here and I am interested and right. I'm vested in you and I'm, I care about what's going on in your country. And then the gloves come down off and are come, come back on or off. Oh, I don't know. But they, they just, they, less defensive. They're a lot more open, and they and they generally smile and feel comfortable. So, right. learning about uh, not just history and things like that, but just current events. Current events, right? right. It's really important. Um, like, for example, if we went to Hong Kong, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty easy figuring out what you want to talk about or not talk or about, maybe or, not talk about, <laughs> right, right? Or how many you know things of uh, gas masks you want to bring, but yeah. And then I never like I I do something similar. I mean, it's just the art of conversation right. is that. I, I never proclaim to be an expert. It's just right. like, I hear this is happening. Right. Could you tell, explain it better to me? Right. You know, so like right. showing you have a general, general yeah. genuine Different interest. Perspective. Yeah. yeah, that goes back to the whole idea of uh, having a friend or having an informant. You know, being right. that detective and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to be going here. Do you have any good suggestions for blah, blah, blah? And then they go off and they'll say, oh, yeah, I'll send you this. Or mm-hmm. sometimes you get that, that invitation to go to that secret Nintendo bar yeah. that nobody knows about, you know. You tell more about that. I mean, you went further in a secret Nintendo bar tell more about that because <laughs> you know I, I you told me okay so yeah it's it's pretty crazy it's i th- i just found out what talk- is in this secret nintendo bar <laughs> yes. I mean. well no it's really not what you think it is it's basically a cafe so it's not nintendo it is it's not it's it is it's <laughs> not it's, a cafe no. it is <laughs> no, a cafe <laughs> it is a restaurant slash bar with a bunch of nintendo and also gaming 
memorabilia by a man who runs the the place who's a big collector of memorabilia and a fan. Oh, wow. He he was a former professor of an art the art the main art institute in Tokyo. So he knows like the heads of all the gaming uh, outfits out there in Nintendo. Like he's Crazy. He, he hangs out with Sakurai Masahiro or all the all the 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 current presidents of these companies and also musicians and also um, game designers and artists. So wow. this place is really designed for them. It's a chill place for, for relaxation, not to get people crowding over them, and for people like me who just got to get in there just because yeah. of a friend I knew. So. so it was almost like a speakeasy in some ways. It was. Yeah, it's like, like a speakeasy. You need to know someone who knows someone who gets you in here. But like a legit speakeasy. And if I go like four more times, yeah, if I go find. four more times and get my stamps, I can actually get an actual membership card and be taught how to find it. But wow, not yet. Wow, so I have a membership really cool. card right here. We can... Uh, Look at it. Oh, by the, play, the way, the place is called Hashi, or 84. But that's my stamp card. Oh, my god! So I have to go four more times and have more meaningful conversations. They have little stamp things. This is super that's Japanese, all about so memberships funny. and stamp cards. They love that stuff. Wow, very cool. One of my friends went to Hong Kong, and there was a similar kind of thing. And it's like they had a... It's like a storefront that looks like it's a stamp vending machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like stamp vending machine stamp. But if you know how to get, do whatever, um, this is Lolita, by the way. Oh. And nice. so the thing is, you know how to go to which vending machine or whatever. It w- essentially would swing o- open and you can go in. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's these, cur- you, you didn't, she didn't tell you that story? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but. I mean, are you talking about like something like, like Harry Potter where you kind of like, tap the wall and then it opens up on you it's it's actually it looks like a stamp um i believe not like a stamp oh wow that's in, interesting um i don't think it's like stamps as like a postage stamp but i think it's like a stamp like you're like getting ink, your ink like stamp. an ink stamp yeah um because in the asian culture you use a stamp quite quite often for your name instead of a signature for and checks. she went to the and it's a speakeasy right. and you need to know where to go and do what and then you can get into the speakeasy and there's like a little door one of the vending machines <laughs> swing open and you can wow. get inside it very cool yeah so that is that's a great way of putting it. Speakeasy. That's what I'm going to use. And that's the on. closest. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, the closest English equivalent. I right. think there yeah. is. Yeah. So, it's funny. I was there and I met the uh, director of laboratory for How Laboratories. I mean, he oh. was just there having his dinner. I mean, oh and there, he was just chill, and I wasn't like sitting in his lap. I was just like, hey, what's it, what's going on? And and he was f- kind, and we moved on. Nice. So, yeah, but. Again, getting back to the relationships, um, developing relationships, getting to know people, um, being respectful, uh, being a pro at what you do. <laughs> I mean, those are the things that last because then they invite you back. Yeah. What about things like um, if, let's say, someone wanted to go down this route? Of course, mm-hmm. you've mentioned about taking the right lessons, right. learning culturally, working with people. Right. Um, you know, once you're there, right. how would you suggest if someone is coming out of college or even yeah. changing careers, right. just want to change right. the thing, how would they find the gigs? Right, right. So uh, you can hustle and find gigs yourself by just going on to like Dave's ESL Cafe and look at the, the job forums. Or there's a lot of job forums now for teaching English. And again, you have to really be smart about which ones are legit, which ones yeah. are kind of kind of. That would be kind of scary. It's like... You find a job, let's say, somewhere right. you have to fly to and you show up and nothing's there. Well, yeah, it's a billion-dollar industry, and the problem is it's a billion-dollar industry, which means everybody's drawn to it, but not everybody cares. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and if you don't know much about it, you can get tricked. You can mm-hmm. get snowed. So if they ask you, oh, send us money first, oh, that's yeah. probably like yeah. the big I, red flag. If anybody asked you to send money, I'd probably yeah. be like, no, not, not today. <laughs> uh, but there's that. I think that... Um, you you can go through certain uh, public or government agencies. So, mm-hmm. like, it, certain governments run uh, hiring uh, agencies that hire teachers for their public schools. So, there's That's in good. Korea, Japan, Taiwan, they have those there. You mm-hmm. can do searches. But it, it also depends on what is your, like, how long do you want to go for? I mean, are you right. just testing this out, or is this your career? Are you really thinking about it? And those are... Um, Generally speaking, you know, that'll help kind of guide you how, how deep and far. But while you're waiting, while you're sitting here, like I said, 
think about those tips I gave you. Uh, do that research, but also like go to classes and observe really good teachers, like mm-hmm. good English teachers. Go and say, hey, can I? I heard you're the best English teacher at this school. Can I observe you tonight? <laughs> uh, what kind of coffee do you like? I'll bring you something. Nice. Like make make these kinds of like connections. Um, buy people dinner and 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 get more information from them. Uh, uh, go and go to conferences. Uh, there, there are conferences locally in, in Southern California. Two yeah, or three the times Katesol, in California right? TESOL. California yeah, TESOL, yes. C A T E S O L dot org. Yes. They have a conference coming up in a couple weeks. Um, oh. it's These are the things that you can go as an outsider and take some workshops and then really learn and also connect with people. So that's really huge as well. Uh, th- I think that. It really just depends on how much you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. If you just want to say, yeah, I just want to go and um, make a lot of money and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> that's job. just that, Whose job is who, – we're going to get that kind of job. I don't know mm-hmm. if those jobs exist anymore. Let me know. Yeah, because yeah, I want to Yeah, let me know too. That would be great. <laughs> and I could just travel the world and do nothing and get paid. That would be nice. <laughs> I guess – well, no. A blogger. Some bloggers are doing it. But it's, bloggers, it's, good but ones are good. Yeah. Good ones are good, though. To, yeah, yeah, and they still have to work. They're constantly <laughs> shaking trees. They're working really hard. Yes, they're constantly true. editing videos. They're constantly... The good ones. Yeah, yeah, and they're always constantly getting the word out. And um, There's some good ones out there, too. Yeah. Really. I've seen a couple... Of, um, there's a couple jobs recently for travel writers. Oh. You know, the thing yeah. is that there's there's a lot of, like, Condé Nast every once in a while. It's like, hey, we're hiring... Uh-huh. We want you to travel the world and tell us from your perspective, right. from your age group. Right. So every year, couple of years, cool. you see one of the some of those come up. Um, yes. You'll find it like we have a social media page, which is uh, on our uh, Facebook social media page. We tend to post those. That's up. good. Yeah. That's good. You know, yeah. but you're, you're competing against lots of people. Yeah. You know. Did you hear about? I forgot if it's Amazon or Google, but they're trying to find five people to go to Antarctica. No. <laughs> yeah, so you don't need to have any background in science or anything, but you have to be willing to go to Antarctica, right. and I believe you need to have six months dedicated to it. That's so first you go to Chile, and they teach you how to click samples and how to test them, and then they ship so you is off. So is it Facebook hiring Google people, and then Google people hiring Facebook people just to get them out of their hair? Is that no, sort this of is for a, the it, general public. Oh, okay, like, we can apply for it. Oh, and then, right yeah, but they choose five people. It, to me, it's kind of like... Sometimes I wonder, it's like, when you look at those, is, is that a reality TV show? That yeah, they're trying that's to, like what yeah. I was thinking, but yeah. it, it's legit. And I'm oh. like, geez, that'd be kind of cool, but I don't know, six months. <laughs> well, um, if you want to hang out in a refrigerator for six months, yeah, that's kind of like what it is. It's like, no I would want to go there I would for too. like a few days. Sure. I just want to keep the jacket. That they give you if they can yeah, let me keep it. It's so huge. It's so warm. It's like a sleeping bag, yeah. but you walk around in it. <laughs> I just saw when I was traveling uh, this past time, I saw a guy uh, at a vending machine, a, a construction worker, and it was like 95,000 degrees and 4,000 This is Japan. Percent, yeah, humidity. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, who would work outside ever? And this guy had this super cool kind of jacket that was puffy because it had a Air conditioning inside. Oh, no kidding. Like a fan. No oh, way. I have the picture. I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh, you it's like one that. of those Pikachu costumes they have the, but, that blew up. But know? it wasn't that big uh-huh. and it wasn't yellow. But yeah, same idea. It was this kind of like a um, like a bomber jacket that uh-huh. was made of like a light material with a fan on one side that was puffed. And it was wow. generating like cool air in, the, in his torso. It's there was, awesome. There was an article. Really actually, cool. they're talking about next year that there's going to be a lot of um, personal air conditioning units being sold yes. that are battery powered. Oh Essentially, you God. it's something like a little mechanism yeah. that you stick on the back of yes. your neck like a big necklace, but it has a pipe that goes down the back of your shirt <laughs> and it blows cool air into your clothes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know? I have one. I was given one just this past summer. Uh, oh, a collar. A oh, collar okay. just, it looks like a horseshoe around your neck. It didn't uh-huh. go down my back, but it had two little fans that would right. shoot up and it was USB powered, meaning that you just go home and plug it in at night and then the next day it'd be ready and walk around. It looks like a huge Bluetooth headphones yeah 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 yeah. but it was but and it was like bendable so you can have an angle any way you want i thought ah ha ha ha, that's hilarious (laughs) so i gave it to my you know somebody else who sweats a lot Uh but now i'm like i want that thing back (laughs) well what i'm talking about it actually will cool the air so it will blow like 50 degree air into your shirt so that's what i want that's for those yeah you know japanese summers when it's humid in or work in antarctica yeah you know (laughs) That's the other thing. That's the opposite. 
That's yeah. There's um, when even what we're doing right now is something that I really enjoy. Is just getting ideas and hearing stories from other people who travel. And it's that idea that you know, oh, I'll just get at the uh, youth hostel or the hostels. You know, we the the cheapo hotels. The people that go to hostels, they're not interested in necessarily hanging out. They want to save money, yeah. and they're not good places to share information because everyone's hoarding yeah. all their cool information because they're it all cheapy people, right? Yeah, like I've seen in hostels in Europe, and sometimes you go and then you see people, like you said, Roger, who just want to save money and they don't really care to do much either, just kind right. of walk around. And sometimes you'll find people that you normally wouldn't hang out with because they have a different perspective on what travel is right. and just want a bed to pass out on. Right. And then sometimes you do get to meet um, some cool people who are like just traveling with backpacks and like tell you where That's they awesome. were and what we should do or get right. any ideas. And so. teach you about the Australian drop bear? No, what, what? is that? Oh my gosh! What you don't that? remember the Australian drop bear story oh, that yes, Kristen? Yes, yes, Anything yes, with Australian yes, means that it's going to kill you, right? It's lethal so, and so only in Australia. So Kristen told us the stories that I believe she was in a hostel. I think so. And yeah. she um, she was talking, and there's an Australian guy, and it's just like, oh yeah, there's these things, Australian drop bears, and they look like koalas, and you got to be really careful when you're walking underneath the tree. They'll, they'll jump down on you, and they're vicious, and they'll start to maul you. Oh, so like people a head get crab. Hurt. Yeah, well. Okay. But these these bears will trot down the tree and actually <laughs> harm tor- and tourists get harmed all the time. Right. And then Kristen Linder found out it's a complete myth. Right. The Australians go around the world telling right. these stories about drop with. bears, and they're you know they look like koalas. So everyone's looking at these koalas, afraid to go near a tree. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that guy's my best friend. Yeah. Misinformation <laughs> is, is my second middle name. Right? <laughs> it's so hilarious. But I mean, he has the legitimacy because there are a lot of crazy stuff in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Like but I mean, beer. I heard their Foster's beer is pretty lethal as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, find, let's, we'll, look at, we'll go and find out. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah. so some other things like uh, there's got to be positives and, and yeah. negatives to traveling and working abroad. Sure. Do you want to address sure. one than the other? Well, you can prepare all you want when you travel and you can have your everything all lined up and then something can just blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, just recently, a uh, flight was delayed for three hours. That wasn't so bad. You know, I got a bag of extra chips for mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you can't account for all things. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that flexibility uh, advice is really important. And um, you may may, uh, you know, find yourself in a hospital because you have an appendix that needs to be removed, or you may get in an accident. You may be robbed. I mean, there's so many things that could happen. And what you do is you have to prepare for contingencies for that. Uh, Traveling alone is much rougher, but if you're with somebody, then it's a lot, you know, you can get... easier. Yeah, right? But I heard, Katharina, you had like this crazy delay in your travel. Oh, yeah. This was was a few years back, maybe even last year. Yeah. Yeah, I had a crazy crazy delay i was traveling by myself going to europe and my flight at lax um we everyone was on the plane and we're pretty much already starting and like the engines are revving and like you're you can kind of tell that the plane's like halfway off the tarmac and then the pilot says oh we have to come back down because the wing flaps aren't working yeah. And I'm like, don't you check that before right. we go in there? <laughs> so then I was like telling myself, okay, like I planned ahead. I made sure my connecting flight, I had five hours. Right. So usually, just usually two to three hours is enough. I'm like, no, I'll just book the five hour just in case. And then I was stuck in LAX for five hours because right. they're uh, fixing it. Right. And I missed my flight at the connection right when I landed that plane took off and i didn't buy tickets um together with the same airline oh that's great because i was like oh it's so much cheaper cheaper if i buy two separate from different airlines but then the airline i was delayed on wouldn't cover it because it wasn't part of their partner so i had to pay a thousand dollars right for a one-hour plane ride. Right. There, and it was that, awful. That is exactly what I'm talking about, is that you, you, happens. you have to deal with things that, that, that are not in your, um, in your radar. Yeah. You don't expect it to happen to you. I mean, yeah. we had a dent in our plane that they didn't know what to do for three hours. They Jeez. were figuring it out. Um, yeah. Do you and, have any things about cultural acclimation? That well, you sure. Can, Gosh, I mean, I... What, I, what what helps me a lot and what has happened in my reactions is that I 
I, I just say sorry a lot, you know. <laughs> and, in their language or in English? Of course in their language. Okay. You know, uh, though sorry is, is kind of understood by a lot of people. But, right. Um, I've had uh, situations, okay, here's one. It's a little bit of a goofy cultural story about hmm. staying in a, in a Korean uh, apartment. Uh, I was, I said, hey, may I take a shower uh, in your um or can I, you know, get cleaned up? And he said, oh, yeah, sure, use the bathroom. So I went in. And in Korea, the bathrooms are awesome because the floor has a sinkhole. So the whole, oh. you can just sit there and spray the whole bathroom no out. Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. sinks down into the sinkhole. It's so That's good. I've idea. actually been in Italy where they had a shower like that. It yeah. is the most brilliant idea. Yeah. Who, who? The room is the shower right. or is, Just yeah. in case, yeah. yeah. Right, you can just hose the whole thing down and you'll be yeah. fine. Nice. So, so I was in there and uh, I thought, okay, uh, I'm probably just going to take a bath. So I, I went <laughs> in and the, the bathtub was really, really small. Uh-huh. It was Okay, it was really small, but I thought it was just small, but it was really small. I got in there, and my knees are hugging my face. Uh, I I started, you know, filling it up, and it was cold, and then I started, you know, doing my thing, and then I get out, and it took a long time to get, you know, can you imagine? You have no movement, yeah. right? Yeah. And I almost fell out a few times. Later on at dinner, I'm, I'm talking with the guys, and they're like, I go, they go, how was your, you know, how was your um, shower? And I said, oh, I took a bath. He said, bath? He goes, well, you know, the bathtub in there. goes, no, no, that's why we use it. That's why we wash our laundry. (laughs) It was the bidet. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I I literally took a bath in the place where they do laundry, like a, a, yeah, a a sink. I basically sat in a sink. (laughs) That's funny. So uh, typically in in traditional uh, Korean bathrooms, they have like a little stool. You sit on a stool right in front of the sinkhole on the floor. And then you... you, Ladle. Yeah, you water yourself down with a hose that's like a flexible hose. You you wet yourself down. You lather up. you, you You rinse off. And you're good to go. So you need to learn how to bathe yourself again yeah. when you're I, in a different country. Yeah, I, I felt quite, quite. That's true. That's like wherever restroom you go, it's like it's always so funny how you can't, you don't know how to turn on the shower, oh. or or the heat, or, or the, the cold. heat, or, or the, the cold. Everything yeah. is so different. It's like the same concept, but right. then you have to turn it this way, turn the knob up or down, and yeah, it's a user whole interface is not universal. No, no, yeah. and it's culturally, uh, Very you know different and so even trying to read it and yeah. translate it in a way so it's, it's always hard. funny when you have to ask oh actually how do i use your restroom <laughs> you have to get like a little tutorial okay move it here do this i remember too i mean when you're when you're traveling abroad your brain is on like a heightened awareness mode mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't notice things and so i bought a new suit and i i took it you know and i was in the lobby waiting for people to pick us up to go to the uh, the meeting and a woman uh, the uh, hotel lobby uh, staff came to me. She said, excuse me, excuse me. And then she kind of bends down oh, no. and she points to my coat because it had, you know how the suit jacket, it was still sewed. Oh, you no. have to like remove the yeah, little sewing the things. Threading, yeah. And uh, she said, oh, can I do this? And then she, she actually stooped down to slip you nice. know, to cut the thing off, but it was right in the middle of the lobby, yeah. right? So that was a little embarrassment. But that's yeah. again being unaware yeah. about things, and um, you are a little bit nervous when you're out there. Yeah. But yeah, th- I think that happened about those kinds of things happens to me about forty five thousand yeah. times. I mean, it's something that happens regularly. Well, and this is why we want to have you back, yeah, right. To tell us the, the remaining hour. thirty, yeah, the remaining four. <laughs> 44,990 yeah. stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, deprecating hour. Welcome to Roger. Depreca- <laughs> yeah. Deprecation hour of deprecation. Every embarrassing story from abroad. Feel better about yourself. This is one. <laughs> I mean, there's um, also a lot of uh, successes. When you do something right, like if you do the, uh, as you said, mentioned Zen, the, the, the uh, business card ritual, if you do that right, it just goes a long way. Yeah. I remember receiving um, homemade soup from somebody because I, they heard I was sick and come to my door and it was just sitting there and then like someone cared I mean right. only mom brings you soup yeah. and somebody from another country brought me yeah, soup that's really nice that is that's the kind of love you want to get at when you go mm-hmm. abroad and do so this so you stuff. don't feel as alone when uh, exactly. you're abroad I mean, like still, you know people like right. you know like at least someone cares out there. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And th- I think that kind of speaks to us when we interact with our international friends here in the States they're freaking out too. Yeah. And they get sick. And so, you know, 
chicken soup is good for them too. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's a little side side homework for you guys. Yeah. Well, before we started the podcast, we yeah. were talking about bananas from Tokyo. Oh yeah, and I oh, didn't get yeah. to hear what that is. <laughs> what a Tokyo banana! I guess banana. Roger brought back Tokyo bananas for Yuzen. Okay, yeah. So no, one, yeah, one. Well, he was sharing. I mean, it was. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> One as in like one full okay. banana. Do you want to like explain what a Tokyo what? banana is? I have to do a little background. The first thing is in Japan, and why we're talking a lot about Japan. Well, because I just came back from Japan. That's why it's full fresh in my memory. Yeah. But next time it'll be a different country. Uh, Japan is very famous for having localized delicacies. So Tokyo has these delicacies. <sighs> um, you know, Hokkaido. Uh, you know, in Osaka they have these. Delicacies. Oh, you can only get plums from here. So these candy. They even have regionalized Kit Kats. Exactly. Yeah, so like true, northern, middle, they all have Kit Kats that are only specific exactly. to those regions. So Tokyo, and it's called Tokyo Banana, uh, and it's that's the the, the name. Banana. And basically, all I can describe it as is a super highly. Um, Evolutionized Twinkie. He was calling, calling <laughs> oh it an enlightened gosh. banana the other day. Enlightened oh, Twinkie. Twi- enlightened Twinkie. <laughs> yeah. Does it have a banana flavor or is it just called a banana because it okay, looks Japanese like Japanese sweets a are very subtle light. and very light, yeah. Yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah, and so, so if you good. like desserts... Um, and not too sweet. Not at all. But it's like having this most uh, amazing Twinkie with <laughs> the most amazing filling, which has like a hint of banana and a hint of cream and... It's oh, wow. re- and they're all individually wrapped, so they stay fresh really long, and they're beautiful. And Actually, they don't. Well, the thing is, you're supposed to keep them refrigerated, and you're supposed to eat them within something like one week. Right. That's what the guy told when me. When you yeah. open yeah. it or when you buy well, the package? Well, once you buy the package, it's got like a shelf. They claim it has a shelf life of exactly one week. Right. They don't want don't people wow. coming back and haunting them You know, yeah. months later about people sick and so on oh, but like okay. those are the things uh tokyo tokyo banana is one of them this was at the coffee look it up do a google search <laughs> tokyo banana and you'll see the photos right. but they're also like packaged beautifully oh, yeah. in these beautiful boxes Gosh, just japanese packaging okay, is but, amazing yeah. but at the same in time itself. they're like the best at uh recycling and such an oxymoron i mean such a total different thing where yeah. they do so much packaging but at the same time they do so much recycling I had no idea I think they have to do that to compensate for all the packaging That's they do good, well, yeah. you know what the other part is that to, uh, Japan is an island and just yeah. and then we have the same instance in Taiwan is that being an island there's only so much space you can throw you know, in the United yeah. States there's so much just build another landfill right. in, in, in Tokyo or yeah, Taiwan specifically limited. they have limited amounts of ground and if that is used as a landfill, that means you're going, you're losing out on something else. And then when we're talking about landfills in other countries, I think that's when we should stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's a great idea. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's a well, good. Roger, we need you to come back. Thank you on this podcast. It'll be fun. I want to yeah. hear like more crazy stories about okay. traveling. Yeah, those like are the ones I try to like embed in my you know memory you know lockers. I don't like to share those things, like but yeah, I'll, try. I'll try. I'll try. Share it. Yeah. Share it to our audience out yeah. in space. Somewhere. I'm just a guy. <laughs> we all share lots of fun, stuff. very embarrassing stories on this podcast. So. Oh yeah, you mostly. Yeah, so I'll join you, Roger, okay. next time. I'll well, share you. some more embarrassing stories oh, as good. well. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you'd give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play. Also, if you'd let your friends know, we'd appreciate it. We'd love to have them be a part of our listener family. Want more travel stuff? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more. Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, like teaching English as a foreign language, check them out at ce.uci.edu. You won't be disappointed. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. 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 And maybe Roger will teach you. Yes, (laughs) he probably will. (laughs) 